you bleed black and gold? Is gritty your spirit animal? Does the sound of F1 engine make your heart race? Lend us an ear when we will share the exhilaration of Flyers hockey, the excitement of Steelers football, the nail-biting finishes of F1, and the pride when we yell, we are Penn State. Welcome to the Steel Flyers podcast, the strangest combination of sports fandoms since pineapple was put on pizza. with a smile from ear to ear your host steel flyers thank you that was the incomparable ronies joining us on this episode of the steel flyers podcast sticks are on the ice and the boards are rattling hockey is back baby we look at the shellacking of the bruins plus look ahead at the next match up against the caps the steelers have started training camp who's in who's out and what's next for the steelers Maggots, Beckett's, and Chapel took their toll today. How did Ferrari do at Silverstone this week? In honor of the return of SpaceX astronauts, Ronis will test my NASA knowledge today. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we had a, a great, great weekend. Hope Lots you... of sports for a change. Yeah, how about that, man? We got baseball, basketball, and hockey. And, and training camp started, so... Yeah, and training camp, yep, yep, and training so, camp. So, hey. Yep. Got all kinds of fun stuff going out there with you. Sports, oh my gosh, I can't believe we actually got to see hockey. I mean, games that counted. Well, yeah, games that counted, unless you're a Bruins fan, then, you know, you don't... doesn't right. really count. We're, we're not worried about it yeah, at all. Yeah, 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 we're not, we're not worried about that at all, no. no. <laughs> this doesn't count for anything. Actually, that's not true. It really does. I um, know, but, you know. Yeah. When you lose. <laughs> yeah, when you lose. And speaking of losing, um, I have to say I was quite quite surprised about some of the losses that happened. Uh, speaking of hockey being back, we had the start of the best of five series start, started yesterday. Uh, with quite a few games that went off. Yes. The... Um, and so we, the, I was um, a little bit surprised by some of the teams that won. Okay. And I was surprised by some of the teams that lost. Okay. So I'm going to start right off, and I'm going to go, wow, um, Hurricanes played a lot better than I was expecting. So you didn't um, think they were going to do as well? Well, um, I, you know... <clears throat> That's kind of tough because I think that... Well, it's hard because we're going into this cold. We don't know where anybody is. We haven't been watching them for months. This is the first time we're going to get to see the the team that's been off for four months. It's going to take a little while for teams to get that mojo back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A lot of these... Well, see, and you know, a lot of... Every single one of the teams had their warm-up game. You know what I mean? And so not everybody that was expecting to win during those warm-up games really did win. And some of the teams that were expected to win got pretty much housed. Right. You know, so uh, I was just surprised that although I thought um, Lundquist played very, very well uh, against the Hurricanes, uh, in the end, I think, though, it was the Hurricanes that just had the, the more want to. Now, this is the best of five series, so... We're going to see how this is going to pan out. 
Um, so moving forward, uh, right. the next game I thought that was quite surprising as well was the Blackhawks. Yeah, how about that? Oh my gosh, I was not expecting Were the, the goalies in that game at all. Six to four, really? Uh, look, it. It became close in the end because they, you know, the Oilers had two goals through the first two periods. You know? Right. Uh, we watched some of that game, too. We watched uh, some of the, the uh, Hurricanes and the Rangers game, too. That's why I was like, man, Lundqvist looked really pretty good. And, uh, you know, some of the Blackhawks game, too. And it was like, wow. I'm, oh, my gosh. They're scoring again. Oh, oh, my gosh. They're scoring again. It was like, okay. Hey, look. They scored again. Yeah, right. So, what well, you know. It's the best of five series. This was game one. This was everybody kind of feeling each other out um, kind of a game. We're going to see. see. Yeah, I mean, that. it's, the like you said, the first game. You know, yeah, you surprisingly. Work off some rust and get back into game mode. Yeah, surprisingly. That's kind of what I noticed about a lot of the games we watched. It seemed like yeah. some of them just weren't. It, it wasn't that playoff intensity, and I guess because this isn't technically play. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Right. There, there's some intensity missing in a lot of the games. And you know, that's been a that's been like the the word that's been going around, the buzz that's on Twitter right now is lack of intensity with these games. And and I think that's the the best point right there, and that's the best point that I haven't heard anybody else say except for you, is the lack of intensity because this is not really playoffs yet? I mean, it's sort of, kind of... It, it is more for those teams that were on that bubble. bubble. That, <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Uh, <laughs> bubble. Yeah, right. Bubbles. Anyway, um, those teams that just kind of got in, It mean, I think it means more, it would mean more to me than to yeah. prove that I should be there. Yeah. And I think we'll see that pick up as the games go on. Yeah, plus, plus the other thing, too, uh, that I heard during some of the games was, well, you know, these guys maybe not be taking these as seriously as they would because these aren't really technically... Especially the the seeding games yeah, with the top four. Uh, because we're not really... If we lose a game, it doesn't matter because we're still in the playoffs. Right. We're not it, losing it, a spot. We're not, we're not out of the playoffs. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, we're just losing the opportunity to move up. Right. You know, to get a better seeding. So, um, with that being said, we were very quite shocked that the Edmonton Oilers with their team and their skill and their, uh, frankly, the, the names on their team that just did not look like they showed up uh, for that game at all. Just did not look like they were there. Um, the other game that we weren't surprised about was the Islanders over the Panthers. Right. Uh, we um, pretty much think that Islanders and are going to be taking care of them. Um, the other game that we... The Islanders and Panthers were the... the there was only two games that were, I'm sorry, three games that were one point apart. The Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Rangers. I, it just seems like, I don't know, it, it, there should... Uh, Blackhawks were two, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Jets and the Flames, which was the next game that we'll get into, they were more than one, one goal apart. But the Rangers and the Hurricanes were uh, one goal apart, and the Panthers and the Islanders were one goal apart. And I believe 
after we speak about the Panthers and the and the Islanders because Bob did not look good. No, no, you didn't think so. No, Bob did not look good, um, and and uh, the Panthers just kind of looked discombobulated. Uh, I'm not saying that the Islanders looked, you know. Uh, like they were you know, on fire or anything like that, but they just looked like they were the much better team. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, the next game that uh, we're going to talk about was one that we did watch. Um, from the beginning. From the very beginning. Um, <laughs> so, and, and that's, I have to say, that's a first for me. Okay. I have never watched an entire Pittsburgh Penguins game all the way through from puck drop to the final horn on purpose. Unless they were playing the Flyers. This is the first time that I have ever watched a Penguins game where we were not playing the Fly or where they were not playing the Flyers. So kudos to me for watching this game. <laughs> okay. And kudos to the Canadians for Carey Price. Just saying, nope, not going to take this one. Um, I'm going to stand on my head, and I don't care how many shots you throw at me. I'm, I'm going to win this game. Okay. And I, I think that the Penguins looked a little bit more lethargic at the beginning of the game and started picking things up towards the end. And... I mean, when the refs give you six power plays and you don't capitalize on that, I can't help you. So, uh, yeah, it was a little lopsided on that game there. A lot of power plays to the Penguins, and and especially towards the end of the game there. it was, And then they even had a, a five-on-three there for quite a bit of time and still couldn't uh, get anything there past Price. So, I mean, the guy stood on his head. So The kudos. Canadians did outshoot the Penguins 12-7. to Mm-hmm. So yeah, in no, overtime, in overtime. Yeah, in overtime. But but that was the only that was the first game that went to overtime, uh, of which too. So that was another one goal game because they were tied after regulation. So, um, the last game too was the Jets and the Flames. Uh, Flames uh, didn't look all that great in their warm up game, but boy, they uh, Johnny Goudreau, uh, Johnny Hockey, uh, boy, they put it together up there. Uh, what is it that anybody named Johnny automatically becomes the sport that they play? We had Johnny football. We have Johnny hockey. I'm sure yeah, we but, have a Johnny basketball. Yeah, but Johnny hockey is because I would love to see him on our team. By the way, if you are listening, Mr. Fletcher, which, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would like to see, because he's a free agent. Look, I know we're under the cap and blah, 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 but we should be able to package up somebody to send up there to give to get that kid on our team because he would be a super fit. But the Flames and the Jets, uh, a little bit uh, not surprising on that game. So um, Calgary uh, uh, putting the stamp on that one too. So uh, we'll see how, how that flies. I mean, these are all the best of. Uh, the best of five. Uh, Maybe it'll, you know, give some teams some yeah. incentive after they look back at the game this weekend and say, look, you know, we can do better. We know yeah. we can do better. Yeah. Um, the Flyers was the first game of the round robin games. Correct. Yeah. So uh, 
out of the East. Um, so we got um, games that are happening right now. The Blues and the Avalanche are playing, um, and I believe the uh, Blue Jackets, Columbus, and Toronto are playing. So those guys are also doing the best of five. Um, and then we also had uh, today the Coyotes and the Predators. And that was a one-goal game. Right. Uh, and that was also uh, quite a surprise because Coyotes just, boy, they looked like the much better team uh, today. And, boy, they just kind of, I mean, four to three, I think the game was a little closer than what it was. And um, Rene didn't look uh, quite as good. Uh, as you expected? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was I was definitely picking uh, the Predators uh, to come out. Okay. Uh, and and take care of uh, take care of the coyotes and gave the coyotes a very small chance of being able to do the upset on this one. So okay. we'll see how this pans out. I, I'll probably lose my hiney on this one. So <laughs> <laughs> like like usual, you know, I don't I don't win nothing ever, you know. So, uh, but <clears throat> speaking of winning. The Coyotes game was the one with that really odd goal where it bounced off a skate and then yeah. bounced off a... I don't know if it bounced off a shoulder, a shoulder or something, something yeah. and then they got a goal. It was yeah, like... it was like, what? Okay, well, <laughs> I guess it's a goal because the horn went off and so, all right. But, but speaking of winning... Yes. Uh, and speaking of the one of the first games of the round robins, today, I think Flyers win today was a serious stamp and it's exactly what I had predicted about three weeks ago we did a show with uh, the great pearls of wisdom and the meteors of knowledge Joe Boric and we did a, a, a prediction show and everybody was like well what did you want who do, which team would you like to have first in your round robin Matchups, and Joe said that he would have liked Tampa Bay because he thinks that Tampa Bay is going to be the much more difficult team to face and in, the, in the round robin. You agreed with that, did you not? Um, no, actually, I said that I wanted the Boston team first because we they broke our streak. Because they broke our streak and they were the last team that we lost to. So they were the bad taste in our mouth that we've had this whole time. Yeah. So that's why I predicted for us to come out with the Bruins and boy did we come out against the Bruins. Now look, the first the first 17 minutes of the first period. Yeah was a bit like, look, we watched the exhibition game they did against the Pens. And that, to me, just looked like an all-star game. <laughs> like, like nobody was really hitting anybody. Oh, yeah, and, kinda... and it was really, really vanilla. I mean, we're talking about the Pens and the Flyers. This is a and there, was there any rival. Fights? Were there, there any? No, fights? there there wasn't even. How can we have a hockey game with the Flyers and the Penguins and not have any fights? There wasn't even a kerfuffle, or a kerfuffle, or a kerfuffle, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> there wasn't even a zero extracurricular activities. Nothing. It was kind of very vanilla. Nobody was really hitting or nothing, and it looked like an all-star game. And but 
I can understand why, because, you know, look, you're just trying to get through and you're just trying to make it without any injuries or anything like that. So, but tonight, today, uh, when the Flyers played against the Bruins, that looked like a different team out there, which is what I thought it was going to be. They were still a little slow to start. Yeah. Um, And I believe it was because it's, again, I think it's a reflection of playing against the Bruins. Because we're trying to see what kind of game they're going to be giving us. You know what I mean? So we have to kind of figure out what kind of game they're going to give us so we can kind of figure out which kind of game we need to give back to them. Okay. You know, because AV's system is predicated off of that deep forechecking pressure. Okay. And when you have teams that are really good in transition like Boston is mm-hmm. and, 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 have Marshan and and have those guys that can get to those dirty areas, can make those crisp passes, have those good vision, have that knowledge. I mean, we're we're talking about the the tied with the leading goal scorer on the Boston Bruins, okay? Yeah. Scoring 48 goals this year. That says something. Tied with with Ovechkin. Right. So the fact that he got – one shot or, or uh, six shots on goal and, 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 and whatever, whatever, but was completely shut down. And the fact that Boston, one of the most prolific teams in the throughout the, the year this year, with the amount of scoring that they have on their team, was held to one goal. That says something, doesn't it? That does says a lot about the youngsters on our blue line. You know, because Sanheim played, Myers played. What did you think of the lineup um, of the lines today? Do Loved you th- it. Do you think it was a good combination? I love that AV has got those top two lines pretty much cemented in. Couturier, Voracek, and G on that top line. And I am head over heels with, with Konechny. And Hayes and Lawton on that. Oh, man, I, I tell you what, that is, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that's pretty nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but having that line consistently night in and night out is something that this team needs because we have players on our team that have good chemistry with other players and play well and make better plays when they have chemistry with other players, and you can see it. You can see those no-look, in-between-the-legs passes because they know that guy is trailing them. I saw a lot of good passes today. Even on tired ice. Yeah. Because the, the, the Flyers were the second game. Because they start playing games at twelve o'clock, and the Flyers were started at three o'clock. Not to mention that it was you know they played all day yesterday too. Exactly. So we played on some. The I'll tell you what the ice was better in better condition for this game than it was for the. Uh, the Penguins game. Yeah, for the for the Penguins game because that wasn't the first game either. That was a four o'clock game too. So that was the second game or you know whatever. So you know. Uh, we'll we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how everything shakes down. But I'll tell you what, man, the Flyers just 
house the Bruins. I mean, it was. Well, you know what there's. Well, I I know what's going to happen is they're going to say because Tukarask was out, that's why we won. It wasn't that we played better. They just they didn't play well enough to beat us. You know, it's not because we're a better team, not because the Flyers are a better team and won. It's because the Bruins are were off and and they lost the game. Yeah, but Halak is the. He's got playoff experience. He's at times shown out better than Rask this season. Um, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. So, and the fact that they have got tied with the leading scorer on their team, and I, I, I you know, that's always going to be the claim when it comes to the Flyers. Is it's not that the Flyers are good and playing well; it's that the other team just didn't do enough. That's gonna have. That's how it's gonna be throughout the whole thing. I I, I know that people it. say that we, you know, our Flyer fans are crazy that it's not set up that way, but yeah. It's just the truth. I it's mean, it's just you. When you listen to it, you can see it. Yeah, it, it's really it is. You see what I did there? Oh yeah, I saw what you did there. That was great because. <laughs> No matter what anybody says, they're always going to say that it was because the Flyers got lucky or the other, the opposition played, didn't play well enough or something along those lines. You know, uh, when I look at this lineup for Boston and I see that um, their players, you know, Bergeron minus two, Marchand minus two. Pasternak minus three, you know, they're that's their forwards, and then all their D are all minus because you know they they get minuses when when they're on the when they're on the ice, but I just think we're the better team. I think and, we were too, and and it showed. Yeah. Yeah, we we have the debt. Look, you look up and down the lineup on Boston, and you can understand. All right. They they did a hundred points this this season and they they got the the president's trophy cool, and they did and they were right up there last year. I don't think they won the president's trophy last year, but they were right up there. I mean they made it to the finals and they lost, but they made it to the finals. You know what I mean? So it's the next game is the Caps, and we've done well against the Caps this year. Now, this is a completely new season, all in a, in a sense. So, how that we don't know. Yeah, and quite honestly, I think we might actually see moose. Really? Yeah. That would make sense. And we might actually see Alex Lyon maybe for the Tampa Bay game. I don't know because Vigneault has come out and said that he is going to treat this like a basically an extended training camp well not training camp but preseason okay you know what i mean where everybody's going to get a chance to play he's got everybody's on the list all 31 players oscar lindblom let's see if he plays that would be very cool even if he just does one shift gostaspare we didn't see ghost today no but he's on the list so we're gonna see him Uh, and he played he had a phenomenal camp he played really really well in the uh in the exhibition game, so. So, um, 
just some statistics for you. The um, Flyers had 29 shots on and 20 penalty minutes, 25 hits. 25 hits. Wow, yeah. that was... A, they and had one, 20 hits total the other day. The okay. other game for the against the Pens, total hit, total hits, 20. And we won 41 face-offs compared to Boston's 36. So I think that's important. It is important, too, because Boston is also the number one face-off team in the league. With Philadelphia being second or third or something like that. So being able to win more face-offs than they did is because their forwards are really good at face-offs like ours are, too. I mean, right. you know, let's face it, we've got two top centers in uh, G for one and Coots for another winning face-offs for us. Right. So what? <laughs> um, and uh, just... I was worried. I'm worried about. Um, um, yeah, raffle. Thank you. I yeah. I, my bl- I went blank. I'll tell you what. That looked like a an awkward hit, and it looked like a slew foot to me. Well, it may have been an accident. When you when you look at it at real time, it sure does look like his foot. Kind of swooshes in and you know what I mean just pops that other foot of raffle yeah and I don't know if it was intentional or not I, no, don't, I don't think it was I, yeah you I know, really don't I think look, it was just slew foots are intentional right I, I really don't think it was intentional I think it was just a, a collision that threw him into the board and and he landed awkwardly and hopefully it's not something major and Okay. That's what I'm hoping is it's not something Yeah, we're major. hoping that too. You know, I, I I understand guys are not really out there looking to try to hurt anybody and I understand that, okay? But I mean seriously. Uh I just don't think that that was a I just think that was kind of a That's going to be a ticky-tack call there. To me, I think that uh, the fact that they gave uh, the two players that interacted with each other after that, they gave them each a 10-minute misconduct, so... There were some fists and face. uh, This game game was a lot more chippier than than the Pens game. Right. Um, This was was definitely a a Boston and a Philly game. (laughs) That's for sure. You know, there was no doubt about that, so... But my favorite part of the game was actually when the Bruins scored and then the Flyers scored again in eight seconds later. They're like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. After first period analysis called mm-hmm. <laughs> during the second period or whenever we, you yeah. know, when I, and, and he said, yeah, when you look at the, when the, when the, when the Bruins scored their goal and they showed all the, the Flyers player, all the Flyers fans all bummed out. Right. And then the very <laughs> like eight seconds later, the very next <laughs> shot is them showing the Flyers fans all jumping up and down because they just scored. Okay. I do like that. They've incorporated the fans that way. Isn't that ironic now that they're showing the fans celebrating 
so that the players can watch them. Yeah. You know, because we watch hockey so we can watch the players celebrate, and now their their celebrations have to be a little bit more tamer. Right. You know, and, and one thing I have to say is that I'm still seeing something that's quite disturbing. What's that? And, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be gross, but... Oh, I'm the st- spitting. I'm still seeing the spitting. Well, I mean, that's just part of the game, unfortunately. Look, I know they're tested and everything else like that. And that, speaking of another thing, too, is, gosh, kudos to the NHL, the NHLPA, the Flyers, Toronto, Edmonton, all the people that are involved in, in Toronto, all the people that are involved in Edmonton. Oh, my gosh. What a huge congratulations. Well, we... Stick taps to you folks, man, for taking care of this and making sure that Every single player that's come into the bubble and every single person that's been involved in this, that's been tested, uh, has come out negative, and we are watching hockey. So, Well, we, can, we actually have something to compare it to now. Um, if you look at baseball, they're, they're having a lot of issues with teams that are, are testing positive and having to postpone games. Because they're traveling. And, and it, it's causing a lot of disruption. And I think the sports that have done, like the, the NBA and the any and N- Yeah, the NBA is starting to come back around. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that doing the bubble scenario, I think, has helped yeah, just yeah. to be able to contain it. Yeah, um, good buddy of mine, Joe Boric, he has a, uh, uh, <clears throat> has a podcast that he does with his buddy Andrew, and it's um, From the Hive, I think is what it's called, but that's what they were talking about, that they do an NBA thing. And they were saying, too, that, yeah, it started off a little bit ugly, but it's starting to come good now because, well, now once you're in the bubble, but see, the problem is, is that you can't allow people to then leave. Right. No matter how good the wings are. No matter how good the wings are, if you're in the bubble. Stay um, in the bubble. Stay in the bubble. Unless you've got, you know, an, an excused absence. To go to, like, a family uh, event or, or, you know, like, funerals or stuff like that, you know. That, that unfortunately, is a bad reason to be able to leave, but that would be a reason to leave, so. Okay. Uh, after so, going through all that and, and, and everything. Let's talk about the Caps real quick, and then we got to go to the Steelers. Yeah, no, I agree, because the Caps game is going to be, uh, oh, boy. That's going to be interesting. Do you think we can beat the Caps? Yep. You think so? Yep. I have no fear of any of the Metropolitan teams this year. I have no fear of any of the teams in the East. Okay. Now, are there teams that, you know, could come out of the East? I think Toronto is going to be one of those teams that's going to come out of the East that's going to be in contention. I also think that we're going to get one of the top four, including us, that's going to be in contention. And it'll it'll either be Boston or Washington or Tampa Bay. And frankly, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah. So Because I think Stamkos is going to be able to maybe not play in these round robin games but will be available for them during the playoffs that would be a big advantage for them that would be a big advantage for them that would be like having an ovechkin type player 
just, okay, now I can play for you guys now. Uh, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, we played very well against the Capitals this year. Um, both goalies played very well against the Capitals this year. We played well against them at home. We played well against them on the road. And the fact that Carter Hart looked so smooth and so crisp and so good playing in Toronto, which is a away building, not his home building. Right. He struggled this year uh, on the away front uh, at the beginning of the year. Towards the end, he, he was coming around. You know, but at the beginning of the year, he was struggling on in the away games, and that's when Moose was able to come in and and take care of things. You know, I and love so, Moose's new. I, I it took me a little while, but I do like see, the new mask. See, I like it too. I mostly because like the moose on the back. Yeah, yeah mostly because the moose. Because we, well, I I collect mooses or yeah. mooses or whatever you want to call it. So. <laughs> By the way, Carter Hart. If we if we when we get in the playoffs. And we win our first game. Carter Hart will be the youngest player ever ever to win a playoff game. Yeah, as a goalie. As a goalie. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about he, that? He will be turning 22 in 11 days. Oh, my gosh. What were you doing when you were 22? I was not... Uh, was starting not. for the Philadelphia Flyers and net <laughs> for getting ready to start the second round robin game or whatever uh, for the playoffs. <laughs> Definitely wasn't doing that. New. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm very impressed with Carter Hart. I think he, he's got a lot of potential and we're really lucky to have him. And the fact that he's been able to just put the pressure on his shoulders and just go, all right. Let's go. And I think that has a lot to do with the goalie coach. I think that has a lot to do with the relationship he has with um, Elliot. Because Elliot has been that guy where he's pretty much taken Carter Hart under his wing. And not a lot of guys are like that in the NHL, especially goalies. And he has just taken him under his wing and just kind of said, yeah, okay. We got something good here, you know. Let's see what we can do. And... And they have a great relationship, and I think that's one of the things that's made uh, the the Flyers so successful this year is because of that relationship that Carter Hart and and Moose have had throughout the year. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of great relationships, and speaking of uh, great things throughout the year, we had the Steelers start training camp on July twenty eighth. So congratulations to the NFL for allowing training camp to start. Well. Getting to that point, getting to the point where we can start training camp and hopefully have a season this year or somewhat of a season this we year. We had training camp for the NHL. We're going to try to have some training camp here for the NFL. Um, I think that all that is going to work great. You think so? I think it is. Because Do, are you still disappointed about the no preseason games? Only because it's going to be difficult to evaluate the rookies. And it's going to make it difficult to evaluate the the new guys that have come in, the free agents and the undrafted guys and whatever, whatever. And the fact that they're going to have to cut the roster down from 90 to 80 is also going to make it that much more difficult as well, too. Speaking of which, yeah. they did trim some players to yep. this recently. So there was some transactions made because they have to be down by so many players by, what, the 17th or something, something of like August? That, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, I watched a really, really awesome video 
uh, that was put out by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the first part, which was their training camp uh, video, that was kind of like 14 minutes long or whatever. But in that video, they interviewed the head of Heinz Field. Oh, really? Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, this, this video was so amazing that because they had to basically turn Heinz Field into training camp for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And now they now they suddenly have to house 80 players plus staff plus coaches plus you know yeah. everything else and at Latrobe at St. Vincent's College they have 5 acres of space for fields for training for practice practice for whatever at Heinz Field they only have 2 so they had to do some creative thinking and creative ways to gain space and whatever whatever so uh, what they did was, and we've been to Heinz Field on quite a few occasions. And when you go on, when you go up to Heinz Field and you go to the uh, Gate C, and that concourse that there is Gate C, because that's okay. the, that's the gate that we usually go in, right? Uh, because uh, uh, we're so are. very lucky that we're able to get um, seats from a, a really good close personal friend um, who is uh, uh, we're fortunate and blessed enough. That we get to see a game every year. Well, we tried. Probably to not see a this game. year, but well, we didn't make it quite last year either. Somebody decided well, they needed a, to have ankle surgery instead of <laughs> yeah, well, going was, to a football game. I was a little bit on IR for for football season last year, so yeah, so we're, we're good. Everything's good on that front now. So, but yeah, and and so uh, we might not get tickets this year, but That's that okay. gate, that concourse right there at Gate C, they that whole section there, they turned into the weight room. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> like they laid down the those special padded floors, and and put uh like uh, individual lockers where I think up to twenty five players can come and train, and they had stations set up that were all like uh, more than or or six feet apart for each station. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I mean, that's cre- That's thinking outside the box. I hate that phrase, but... Uh, yeah. You know, and, and when you gotta, you gotta. The other concourse, they turned into, like, a rec room kind of thing for the guys, where they put in, like, uh, you know, uh, video games and TVs and couches so guys could play PlayStation and stuff like that mm-hmm. and hang out and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, they're going to be hanging out at Heinz Field. Why not? So I think that's all going to work really well for the NFL. And as long as they keep everybody there and they don't allow anybody to leave or go in and out. I also think that if they do that for all the other teams and make sure that they do keep those other teams the same way and keep them all negative and guys that do test positive like we've had too uh, on the Steelers that have been placed on the COVID uh, reserve list. James Washington and Jalen Samuels. Samuels, yeah. Uh, the running back, Jalen Samuels, and uh, the um, the wide receiver, uh, Washington. Um, so those are two key cogs in the for the team moving forward and on offense. And to lose them during training camp is uh, not a good thing. But it, it's not permanent. They did say no, they probably no, no, no. will be back it's yeah just... yeah quarantine them for a couple of days and yeah 
keep them testing and keep them testing until they come back negative and they're well we can't necessarily say it's a covid thing because they're not exactly allowed to say no they uh the nfl has come out and said that they will put guys on a covid reserve list is what they're calling it well i have the actual language you ready oh you do okay yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. the nfl created the reserve COVID-19 list for a player who either tests positive for COVID-19 or who has been quarantined after being in close contact with an infected person. If a player falls into either one of these categories, the club is required to immediately place the player on the reserve COVID-19 list per agreed to with the NFL and the NFLPA. Um, They are not permitted to comment on players' medical status other than referring to the roster status. Yeah, so... Like I said, they they will put them on the reserve list, and then that's as far as they're going to say. And if any coaches were asked any questions, which they will be because reporters are... Insistent. Insistent. We'll be asking questions about, you know, people's availability, and they're going to be like, well, you know, look, they're on the COVID list, and that's as far as I can say. Right. You know, and so that's good. Um, so, um, well, there's, there's actual laws that are involved. Yeah. These with are HIPAA health, laws and stuff like yeah, that too. And yeah. Which are meant to protect you and which I appreciate and agreed. It's different if a player wants to come out and specifically say that they have had tested COVID tested positive for the virus and they want to come out and disclose what's going on. That's entirely up to them. Um, I believe that's what they're doing with, uh, the folks at hockey. Um, they are listing, they're not listing them with, a COVID reserve list, they are listing them as quote unquote unfit to play or participate. Right. Okay. So that's that even be more vague than anything else. Right. Than yeah. the NFL. But yeah. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do right. And if a player wants to come out and say, hey, look, I tested positive or whatever, because there's been quite a few NFL players that have come out and, and have admitted that they've tested positive, Von Miller being one of them. Right. Even a coach, Sean Payton, has come out and said, you know, he's admitted that he's tested positive. Ezekiel Elliott's come out and tested positive, too. So there's been a, a number of players that have come out and tested positive. So Now, there's a lot of players that are opting out of playing this season it's, also. Yes, that list is growing now, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure of the number anymore. Six there was players a I saw for the, uh, for the Patriots. Um, Dante... Hightower, I believe, is, being, is one of them, the yes. big names. And also, um, I think we're up to 30 players now that have opted out. Now, no player on the Steelers. I haven't heard any Steelers No, no, players. no. I'm, no, I'm saying uh, Tomlin came out and said a couple days ago, or maybe even... Yeah, a couple days ago, because they had to have a list of players that were going to opt out. Um, available to the NFL by a certain date or time or whatever. And he came out and said, uh, I believe it was on Twitter or somewhere, that, that no players from, from the Steelers have opted out uh, of the season this year. So that's great news, and we're, we're, we're glad to hear that. There's been a lot of great photos that have come out of training camp, but not a lot of information so far has been coming out. Well, I mean, it just it just started. So, And in yeah. the first couple of days were mostly meetings and, and physical. And I don't even know it was yeah. physical. It was just a lot Players of... Players reporting and yeah. getting everybody situated because now this is going to be the new normal. You know what I mean? With yeah, I know, I I know, I know. I said that horrible, wretched, disgusting word, but for those who don't know, the phrase "the new normal" is one of my triggers that makes me want to slap people. Sorry. Sorry, she's not gonna slap me because she's a little bit too far away right now. But we're okay for right now. So, but 
<laughs> Normally they wouldn't be at Heinz Field for training camps, so things are going to be a little bit different. I do have to say we don't um, have any any. I think if you want to opt out, that's your choice, and that's great. And you want to protect yourself and your family, that's great. There's and no players are that then yeah, and there are and players. There, there are players who have medical reasons that they're not playing, and not just for themselves, but for their families. Right. Okay. So yeah. I'm all for that. I'm all glad that players want to opt out, and I'm glad that the NFL and the NHL uh, and then the NBA has also afforded, and I believe the uh, Major League Baseball has also done the same thing, has afforded players the opportunity to do so without any kind of uh, penalties or anything like that. Um, I believe that the only league that has assessed penalties was the WNBA. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, they, yeah, if you're, if you're on the exempt list or if you're not playing, I don't believe they get paid. So I I don't know about that. Don't quote me on that. So that's not hard factor news. So speaking of hard factor news, we had one of the most iconic racetracks. Oh, Silverstone. Oh man. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm always optimistic. Wait, before we go to Formula One, I do have a question for you. Okay. There is a video that you need to watch because it made me laugh. Okay, I, I know which one you're talking about, and I'm not a fan of watching these kinds of videos. I know you're not, but this one was really cute. Zach Banner's um, What a Feeling yeah. flash dance video was so cute. Yeah. Yeah, he see. he he does have that sense of humor that he does, and he, he does. has quite a Twitter following because yes, he, he does. does. Um, I'm one of them, so you know I I get the I get the tweets too. So yeah, yeah, I know. But um, if you haven't seen it, you should just take a couple minutes and watch Zach Banner running around dancing, not well, but dancing. Yeah, not well dancing, but not well. Yeah, so. <laughs> Okay, back to form. Back to Formula One. Well, that was um, our other co-host Asti making her presence known there, Oof. and we think everything is okay. But yeah, we're just getting the low wolves now, so we think we're okay. But speaking of the low wolves and everything being okay, we were at one of the most iconic racetracks this weekend uh, after having a break. Uh, last week from from Formula One, we actually had the the guys uh, on track at Silverstone. Yes, maggots, back Beckett's, and oh, what's the cops? One? Yep. Yep. And uh, the Veil chicane and the Hangar Straight and all kinds of fun turns. And it's a great track uh, for there's some good. Fast, straights, but the turns are slow. And tricky. And tricky. So you have to have your car set up, technically. And there were some issue, technical issues this mm-hmm. this week with tires. Man, tires were just well, falling off cars. And yeah. Punctures and. Well, look. Uh, because uh, here's what happened. I believe um, we we had Lewis Hamilton uh, took pole. Uh, and won the race. Uh, we had barely. Uh, we had Verstappen take second place, and we had surprisingly, Artifosi got another podium with nice. Charles Leclerc with third. 
So we'll take that all day. Um, points is points. Right. Uh, unfortunately, Vettel was not quite so lucky. Uh, we did not finish in the points with Vettel. We had a couple crashes also. Um, yeah. With uh, Danny... Dan, uh, caveat. Caveat. Danny Caveat. I yeah. can never say their names he, right. I believe that was a puncture... Uh, on his back tire, and he just kind of suddenly jinked, and then that was it. He yeah. was out. That was a safety car. There was two safety cars in the very beginning of the race, and I think that's what the problem was because the strategy was a, a one-stopper. If you started with the soft tire, you would probably be able to go to lap 20. Yeah. Kind of-ish. fifteen Between lap 15 and lap 20 was your window. Only 52 laps in the in the Silverstone uh, Grand Prix. So that's almost halfway. You could get that way and you could put the medium tires on or the hard tires, you'd be good to go. If you started on the medium tires, you could go a little bit longer for right. your first stint and then put the hard tires back on and whatever, whatever. Well, the problem was is that the second uh, safety car came through and Just wasn't- messed up everybody's strategy. Because it was in the first 12 laps of the race. And so within that point, because it, it's a much shorter uh, penalty to go in and, and change tires during a safety car than it is when, when you're just running during the track. It's twice as long when you're regularly yeah. running, and it's, it's half as long when you get the safety car. So when the safety car comes out, every all the teams dive in to get new tires, and... The soft tire was not the tire to be on. The hard tire was the one to be on. Well, the problem is, is that Pirelli says that the hard tire is only good for 40 laps. And they were going further than that. (laughs) Yeah, they were trying to go a little further. Some of them were, and some didn't make it. No. Some didn't make it at all. And I'll tell you what, Lewis Hamilton is very lucky. I, I can't believe that he was able to bring that car home with that flat front tire as much as it is annoying is that he wins every single race yeah when is he retired yet <laughs> he Gosh. he has talent i mean he he can do what he needs to do to win that race well it helps that he's had really good cars car does that's why formula one is a is a yeah is a team sport, believe it or not, because you have to have the right car, you have to have the right driver, and you have to have the right team behind you to support that car. Exactly. And it doesn't always look that way to people that it's a team sport, but you got to have all the parts for that exactly. car to make it. Exactly. And it's not just the guys that are driving, it's the guys that are changing the tires, it's the mechanics, it's the engineers, it's the people back at base that are developing the and designing the parts and creating them and manufacturing them and, you know, whatever, whatever. We've and, seen races lost because the pit stops were four seconds and that was just way too long. And Yeah, because pit stops should be much shorter. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of much shorter, uh, we had... Uh, a great thing uh, in, in history happened today. We had the splashdown. Yes, right? the splashdown was today. Splashdown everything was went today. well. Um, NASA reports that everything went very swimmingly. Yes. <laughs> did you Welcome like that? Back. Swimmingly. Yes. I see what you did there. Welcome back, uh, Bob and Doug. 
um, from SpaceX Crew Dragon Capsule. Yep, thank you for for all you guys did. Um, it's great to see those guys doing that on on a rocket on something that is being tested for potentially going to the moon. Yeah, that's that's exactly what this whole thing was. I know this whole thing was basically a test of the vehicle. To get them to any length, wherever, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, that's exactly Well, there's what helicopters was. on Mars now, so, you know. Hey, man, whatever. <laughs> um, so, um, are you ready for a couple of trivia questions about, right. Na- about NASA and space flight? And, um, um, Steel Flyers is actually a big uh, space buff and has uh, oh, yeah. a lot of knowledge about well, NASA and the moon landing and the Apollo and the Mercury missions and the Gemini missions. Some people call it Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> which, no, it's Gemini. Gemini. Sorry. So, um, I you... Just because I'm very fascinated by it, and, and it was something that happened uh, in my lifetime when I was very, well, right when I was born and even before I was born. So the fact that this kind of thing happened in, in history and it's been so underappreciated, so under-talked about, and so... Very little bit is known, and, and all of this great and wonderful um, footage, uh, beautiful footage that was captured by every single one of the space missions has just sat and gone unwatched and unlooked Well, at. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, and we've had a lot. Anyway, we're, we're going to go to the questions. You ready? Yeah. All right. Lay them on me. All right. So let's start at the beginning. Ding, 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 ding. Round one. When was NASA created and who was president that signed the creation of, who, who was responsible for the creation of NASA? Well, I would say uh, John F. Kennedy. No, earlier. No. Oh, earlier. Wow. Was it Eisenhower? It was Eisenhower. Was it? It was um, July 29, 1958. Eisenhower signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act, establishing NASA. Okay, so I wasn't that far off. No, but, you weren't too far but, off. Okay, but Eisenhower. Okay, so yeah. go ahead. Second question. Okay. Hundreds of human ad- artifacts have been left on the moon, but only the Apollo 15 landing site contains money. They left money. How much cash was left on the moon? I'll give you I'll give you I'm multiple not, choice. Okay. Uh, uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I believe that it's um Like two dollars and seventy five cents or something. No, it was two hundred dollars. Um, it was tradition to bring cur- currency on NASA flights, then sell it as space space flown currency. It was special because it had been in space uh, to collectors. They would sell it to collectors. Oh, so they took it on just for to have collectors. Yeah, to sell it, and then but unfortunately, a hundred two dollar a hundred two dollar bills were left. By accident on the lunar so, uh, surface by Apollo 15. So I guess they forgot it. <laughs> uh, so top tip, um, if you make it up there, look around for a little bit of cash. Right. <laughs> it's like me going, oh, 200, man, 200 where's my bucks? ATM card? Yeah, oh, right? I left it on the moon. Yeah, right. And you're down here at, at you know, Space Center, you know. That's all right. Luther can use it. And that's a little shout out to the Umbrella Academy fans. Okay. Um Last question. Okay. 
What technology makes replication of spare parts a reality on the International Space Station? The uh, 3D printing. Yes. They have a 3D printer on the space station yeah, to make yeah, parts. Yeah. I just find that so fascinating to the point that, you know... They can bring their own 3D printer They can with bring them. a 3D printer. Oh, we need this part. Oh, let's just, well, let's just make click, it. click, click. It's done, it's you know? Done. Well, it, it takes I know it ta- I a understand. couple hours to make them. I know, you know? but still. <laughs> you know, it's the better than having just... to wait for somebody to shoot one up to you, you know? Yeah, right. You know. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to. That's going to take six weeks because uh, the next mission that's coming up is six weeks away. Yep. So That's I have awesome. One Bonus one. Are you ready? All right. Bonus question. Last one. The first major repair conducted by astronauts in space were performed on which spacecraft? Skylab, the Hubble Space Telescope, or Sputnik? The first... Major repair. Repair. Skylab. Yes. Skylab was damaged at launch. Yeah. But in 1973, the first crew was able to deploy a replacement heat shield and fix some jams solar panels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even all the way back there, we were able to, you know, keep things going. I mean, the fact that you can go back to the early, early, early 60s and see how we've progressed in the space program from then until where we are even today, even when when the shuttle stopped running, even the shuttle itself, the fact that we had a reusable vehicle to get us back and forth in space, the fact that we were able to use that for over 20 years and have multiple missions with that that were successful is amazing. It so, is. Um, kudos to NASA. Um, we would like kudos to see... Kudos to SpaceX... We would like to see NASA continue. We would like to see this kind of stuff continue to go uh, to the moon and to wherever else we can go to. Yep. With that. It's been a slice. It's been a slice. Uh, We'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Steel Flyers podcast. I'm your host, Steel Flyers. I'm Ronies. And you can reach me uh, on Twitter at SteelFlyers52. Also, www.steelflyers.com coming to you live. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time on the Steel Flyers podcast. Stay safe, stay strong, and hang tough.